hello there, and welcome to a, another episode of Show Some Respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking. Today may be an episode of Show Some Respect, Tom Whitcomb is sniffling, because I have been sick for six days now, and oh, I just wish I had COVID to justify the amount of complaining I'm doing about it. I really, I would love to have an excuse just to not be at work for a week under the guise of being a good citizen, as opposed to just because I really can't be fucked. You know when you're not, you're not sick enough that anyone has any right to feel sorry for you, but you are sick enough that you only ever feel sorry for yourself. I'm so tired of it. You know, like a sore throat. I had a memory today of having a sore throat when I was younger where it was literally like razor blades. Now it's just a little bit unpleasant and I'm not even getting any sympathy from it. I don't know if I've got no reason to go to a doctor. Oh, I've taken a few sick days and... I'm at that stage of sickness now where I have just stopped paying attention to any recommended dosage on any of the medication that I'm taking. Take once every four hours. I'll see how I feel in two hours and I'll make a call, okay? You don't think I can afford more Codril? You know, guess what? The first, the first dose that I got was under my partner's name. I can, get, I can get twice as much now without you thinking I'm making meth. Hey, how much, how much cold and flu with pseudoephedrine does one have to buy to end up on a list? That'd be, is that a fun podcast segment? <laughs> Let's see. How, how long until I start getting denied, start getting pushed back? Because surely you can at least once or twice get away with, oh, I left, I left the package on the bus, so I didn't get it all. Um, and then maybe every time you go to the pharmacy, you just, you just show up a little bit more disheveled. You know, start uh, start rocking out with some track marks and see if they still give you that sweet, sweet day night. Oh, I hope so. It's um, I'm I'm just I'm so I'm just over being sick, you know. And it's it's fun at the start. I don't know about you guys. I came from the family of um, when you're sick, you just get treated. The sick sick time for me was mum's going to Blockbuster and McDonald's today, and it's Tuesday. What a treat! I wish I had tonsillitis more. No, we can't remove, let's not remove them because I need to enjoy this at least once, once a year. I remember once, one sick day watching 8 Mile when I was 12 and there's, a, there's, a, there's I think, possibly several quite explicit sex scenes of and mum being in the kitchen and be like, please don't, don't come in now. Come in during the rap battle scenes. Come see Rabbit flow. Don't see him pound Brittany Murphy in the back of a, of a stockyard. Stockyard? What was the word of the Workyard? Remember the scene? It was very, it was, I remember as a child that being one of the first, like, maybe kind of realistic. It's like, what, people have sex in the middle of the day between pallets? Surely not. As far as I'm aware, people have sex in bedrooms late at night, and I only see the first eight seconds before the camera pans over to the corner for some reason. Um, so I've been, I've been having little treats every day. I've been having, I, I, had, a, I had a chocolate croissant. On Tuesday, I had a donut on Wednesday. I had a, I had a, a, a pastry this morning. It's, it's Saturday. It's Saturday. I've earned it. I'm taking some time off drinking as well. Not related to the, um, not related to the sickness, but uh, certainly contributing. I, I don't feel like drinking at all. And in the absence, it's funny how like in the absence of drinking, I definitely feel like I deserve something, something special, something fun, something to take mind off the constant day-to-day endless drum of existence anyway it's great to be here uh thank you so much for tuning in um oh no i'm just i'm just i'm i'm I'm, i've been getting blocked noses a lot 
and I don't think it's, I think it's still coming across. You can hear it. I'm not even putting this on. See, I, I thought I was going to have to go into work on Thursday after my two sick days. I'm like, well, I'm going to have to pretend to be sick because two days sick. No, I didn't even have to, I didn't have to put anything on. It just sounded, sounded just like this. Sounded, you know, when people are like, you go back to work after a day where you were kind of sick, but not really. And they're like, how are you? You're going to be like, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm still not 100%, but I'm better. No, I really wasn't. I still really wasn't 100%, but I was better. Um, I'm going to be the first. I'm just snorting Dimatap. I'm going to be the first person to deviate their septum with Dimatap nasal spray. Um, anyway, it's been a good day. I spent most of my Saturday morning, uh, as I imagine a lot of you did, uh, watching Piers Morgan be mean to fat influencers on YouTube. What a great time that is. It's you. Sometimes I feel like I'm uh, I'm Jim Carrey in the Truman Show, um, in a version of the Truman Show where they're they're just kind of testing to see how ridiculous they need to make life before Truman goes. This has got to be horseshit, right? Watching Pierce Morgan attack this like five hundred pound man who refuses to say how heavy he is because he claims he doesn't need the media attention. Meanwhile, he makes all of his money off TikTok. Uh, it's it's um it's it's a it's a great time to be alive, isn't it? Oh, is it? I don't know. Let's not deep into that. It's too it's too much on Saturday to get that existential. Um, I would recommend it though. I mean, fat influences are very frustrating, aren't they? Because I think I've covered this in the past. I think it was about body shaming as well. Pride in general really upsets me. Even people who have done genuinely phenomenal things. I was watching that Michael Jordan movie. Watching uh, Air. You guys seen Air? It's that uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon film. I mean, they've really lowered the bar since Goodwill Hunting, haven't they? It's not. It's not great. And maybe I'm the fool for thinking a straight to Amazon Prime movie was going to be great just because Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were in it. I mean, I had a few things. Number one, if you haven't seen Air, I don't think this is... I think you. I would want to know this going in because otherwise I would be watching it the whole time being like, what the fuck? Because I'd heard this, so I was prepared. But if not, I think I would have been watching the film very confused. Air, the story of Air Jordan, Michael, the most famous basketball shoe brand of all time, featuring the most famous possibly athlete of all time, They, Michael Jordan is not cast in the film. There is no actor. I mean, there is, cause, but they only show the back of his head like he's some kind of to catch, to catch a predator, predator, to catch a predator assailant, to catch a predator suspect. I don't know. Like, like he's on 60 Minutes about to whistleblow on a corrupt organization in a factory. You don't see his face at any time. You hear him say the odd word here and there. But, and I thought, I assumed when I heard that the first time, there's no Michael Jordan in the movie Air. Well, okay, it must just be all the stories that happened around him and didn't involve him. He's, like, in the scene. He's in the corner. You just can't see his face. He's just anonymous black guy, like a video game character you haven't unlocked yet. And it's just... I'm so confused the whole time. Why? Why wouldn't you just find someone? Everyone else is accounted for. Phil Knight, the CEO of Nike, he's involved. Everyone else is real people. Michael, both of Michael Jordan's parents... And yet they, they just, for some reason, were like, well, we can't. There must have been a reason. There must have been a reason that I probably should have Googled before I started this podcast. But here we are. Uh, you know, if you, if you know, good for you. If you don't know, look it up. 
shout it into your headphones knowing that I can't hear you. The other thing, if you watch the film, be ready for this. Just a different 1980s song every three minutes. We get it. I understand. It's the mid-80s. 9-11 hasn't happened yet. I get it. As if the, the fucking mid-80s sports cars and uh, the, the fluoro colours weren't enough to give it away. Yes, I understand. You don't have, I don't have to hear Keytar every 120 seconds to remind me that we're not in the present day. This is how dumb audiences are these days, and I think I blame fat influencers, and I think we, we all owe a service to Piers Morgan. For, I mean, has Piers Morgan been cancelled for anything that he didn't personally orchestrate? I know people don't like him. Who was the guy? I need to look this up. Tucker Carlson. Was Tucker Carlson the one that got in a lot of trouble recently? I don't know whether this is, like, really uh, obvious news. Um, Tucker Carlson got, was a Fox News anchor in America. Yeah, here we go. Um, Tucker Carlson was a Fox News anchor in America who got fired earlier this month because a leaked text showed him and his friends uh, were uh, talking about some viral video of some, I don't know, white trash punch-up in the south of, uh, south, like south of America, the southern states, and Tucker Carlson takes it back saying, that's not how white men fight, which is just so funny. Like, there's nothing inherently racist about what he's saying, but everything racist about the way he's saying it. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, no, I just, just, I, lo- I love the idea. I would love to see him type out that in his phone. I can just imagine he types out, that's not how white, backspace, backspace, backspace. No, 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 I'll, I'll include it. That's not how white men fight. <laughs> oh, man. It's, that's a classic. That is a classic example of uh, no one is surprised, but they were waiting for the evidence. It was kind of like, you know, how Al Capone, when he went to prison, he didn't go for any of the really horrible things he was doing. He did it for tax evasion. They're like, we knew, we knew we'd fucking catch you eventually. We assumed you'd be doing this amongst a whole bunch of other way worse stuff, but this is going to have to do for now. And now Tucker Carlson, I think, is just on YouTube hanging out with Ben Shapiro and probably making way more money. Um, you know how cancel culture is so effective and all. Uh, anyway, um, Pierce, Pierce Morgan, I gotta say, obviously a prick, but it is, it's fun. He, there is a little bit, there is a tiny, it's a tiny bit. Same with all of these <coughs> right-wing commentators and uh, where they're like, all of these right-wing commentators, there's, there, there is a kernel of they're saying what we're all thinking in terms of like, ah, uh, I just, I'm not convinced that everyone using, you know, plural pronouns is really a victim. I'm not sure that going on TikTok when you're 172 kilos bone dry, no clothes on, first thing in the morning after a shit, I still, I, and you're going on and talking about, about how happy you are and, 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 and how you can still be sexy. I don't think this is a great idea. I think we all have a bit of that in us. And then Tucker Carlson goes, that's not how white men fight. And we go, ah, no, not that far. Not quite that. Nope, I don't, I'm not going to get on board. Nope, I, I don't think they rule the world. I don't. I don't think that. And even if they did, that wouldn't be the, the issue is, is, is public health. <laughs> um, oh, look, I'm going to take a really quick uh, moment just to say, I was, uh, I was kind of uh, nervous about this podcast today. Sometimes I just do have those days where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about here. 
and um, and and uh, and I get my own head about it. But then I had a look at the numbers for the podcast uh, over the last few months, and uh, it's hard because you don't always. The growth is slow and you don't always see it happening. And it's the first time I looked at the podcast numbers over the course of like months. And I realized that listenership has kind of doubled in the last six months or so. Uh, and don't get me wrong, it's not a huge amount of people, but that was very exciting. So thank you all for tuning in listening. If you're listening to this, I do appreciate it. If you do enjoy the podcast, here's how you can help. You can uh, hit subscribe on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. You can tell your friends about it. You can leave a review um, on either of those platforms. Uh, but more than anything, you can just keep listening and uh, have a good time. It does mean a lot. Um, I'm at a very exciting point in the stand-up, stand-up part of my life right now. Um, oh, I should say, sorry, while we're on the, pod, while we're on the topic of the podcast, um, I, I do just want to very quickly uh, shout out a, a quick rest in peace to Claire Nowland, the 95-year-old who got tasered last week, who I spent a lot of time joking about in the last podcast, before realising that she might die. And then, when I saw that she had died, two days after the podcast came out, I went, hmm, is this a problem? And, I, and you know, it's hard to say, and I still don't entirely know. Uh, look, if there are people who are worried that maybe it was offensive for me to spend, I'd say, a good 12 minutes um, making light of the fact a 95-year-old woman was tasered by multiple police officers of the New South Wales Police Force um, and uh, who went on to, to die from those injuries, would like to very quickly point out uh, we can't say for sure that the tasering led to her death. We don't know. We just don't know. You know, there are who knows what could have happened since then. For all we know, uh, you know, maybe it was a medical complication of a different sort. Maybe it was natural causes. Maybe she uh, couldn't deal with the limelight of being in the public eye f for her uh, for her incident um, and took her own life tragically. Who's to say? Who is to say? I'm just saying, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater with this one. Um, and by baby, I'm, of course, talking about podcast episode 63 of Shows and Respect. Tom Wickham is talking because we had some good times in between making light of the tragic passing of a pillar of our community. And, I mean, sure, I could go back and I could edit it out, but... Is that what Claire would want? Is that really... I mean, life is so short, even when you do live to 95. Would Claire really want me to be wasting more of my time on a Saturday going back and clipping it? You, you know, every minute is precious. That's what Claire would think. You never know. You never know when life is going to be tragically cut short uh, because uh, two or three members of the Boys in Blue come in and test out their brand new piece of self-defense against you um, while you are... <laughs> navigating a walking frame through a nursing home on your way to make some toast with a serrated knife. Um, is this worse? Is this worse? At least before when she was alive, I could have at least pled ignorance. I know now. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, life is short, and yet I seem pretty intent on wasting a lot of it because, ladies and gentlemen, very, very exciting time for me this week. Um, I did something that I've been meaning to do for a long time now, um, I took my sweet time with it. I'm sorry about the sniffing, by the way. I hope it's not too bad. I took my sweet time, but, um, well, I'm very, very proud to announce that um, as of Thursday of this week, uh, you were listening to the proud owner of a Sony PlayStation 5. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank, thank you, guys. No, please, take a seat, take a seat. 
once every seven episodes, I find a use for this sound pad, and it is fun. It is, it really is quite enjoyable. Here, here are the options, just so you know. There's a few more. I won't let them all out now. You got to keep some stuff up your, up your sleeves. Um, bought a PlayStation Five in a in a sickness induced haze. I'm sorry about the sniffing. I've been I've been coughing it about the sniffing at home. By the way, my partner is not very impressed by it. As if I'm doing it vindictively, you know. As if I'm. Don't worry. She's uh, she's two rooms away right now. She can't hear this. I make her. I might. I, I make her uh, sit at least ten meters and three walls in between uh, where she is and where I am when I'm recording the podcast. Because despite the fact I commit this to uh, digital memory and put it out to the world across multiple platforms, I would hate for her to hear it being recorded live. I don't know what that's about. That is, it's baffling in that sense. It's baffling in the sense of what the podcast is, but also in our relationship, because just before uh, she found uh, uh, something in the toilet that I hadn't completely um, disposed of, you know, went half flush, should have gone full. That's what I get for being environmentally conscious. And... um, and I have no shame about that, but God forbid she hears me ramble on for 30 minutes uh, in the other room. And, you know, she wouldn't be listening either because I sni- I'm sniffing in here once every, uh, once every three or four minutes. And that is a, a cardinal sin in this household eventually uh, because obviously I'm loving sniffing. Obviously it's a thrill for me. I mean, I, I'm thinking about implementing it even when I'm not sick. Just a, a good old sniff from time to time maybe just drop a little bit of liquid at the bottom of my nose so I have something to really pull back in there. Don't you love it? Um, when I got the PlayStation, when I got the PlayStation, I, I thought, you know what I'll do? Is I'm trying to, I'm trying to incorporate into my life uh, a day off, a full day off. I, haven't, I don't really have days off. I haven't had days off for a couple of years now. I've been, and, and look, it's not that intense. I'm not... I'm not one of these hustle culture guys, really. I, I probably should be doing more, if I'm totally honest. I still do most. I, just, I still do more than my, my nemesis. My nemesis, who, if you recall, uh, let's not go too into it too much, uh, comedian who slighted me online and is now forever uh, in, in my bad box. I just like the idea of having a nemesis, mostly. I just like the idea of my success being at someone else's expense. Um, and you better believe, if I ever, this is a promise I will make to you, Show some respect, Tom Whitcomb is talking uh, fans, fans, there's multiple, there's more than one. Um, if I ever get the chance to accept some kind of public award uh, on behalf of my comedic efforts, I am having a very sly, passive-aggressive dig at my nemesis, 100%. I've thought about, I have thought about it, and I'll be doing it. And uh, it doesn't have to even be a particularly impressive award, I'm, I'm going to do it. Anyway, probably do more than them, but uh, I, 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 I've tried for the last couple of years to, as best I can, do something comedy slash, you know, side hustle related every day for, in some respect. And I don't always hit it. If I'm on a holiday, I might not do it, or if I've been sick, or if I've, you know, got... If, if big things have been happening, I might miss it. But for the most part, I try every single day to do something. In an ideal world, I do an hour of writing, comedy writing, every single day. Um, that ends up usually being close to like 40, 45 minutes. And I probably do that pretty consistently, I would say six days a week. Um, but I was doing seven. I'm trying to implement for the rest of my days that uh, Sunday is uh, 
total day off, total Sabbath, except I'm allowed to use electricity and eat pork because I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm no slave to no God. But um, was that, mm, you can't, this is, you, this is the, if you're trying to start a podcast uh, by yourself, a uh, little tip from the top, don't reflect on anything you say at any moment, just keep charging forward. That's, that's where I fell down just then. <clears throat> so I'm trying to make Sundays my free day. No responsibilities, uh, you know, basic life admin kind of stuff, maybe a bit of vacuuming, a bit of cleaning up, a bit of tidying. Um, but no, no creative pursuits, no podcasting, no editing, no social media posting, just, just a day of rest. And uh, that was all the excuse that I needed to buy a new PlayStation 5. My PlayStation 4 had died. And I thought I would like, I've been wanting to own one of these things. I've owned every generation of PlayStation console. I thought one day I will get it. There's been a game I've really wanted to play. And I'll just play it one day a week on Sundays. A couple of hours on a Sunday when I've got nothing else to do, when I'm not going to be making progress anyway. Because that was the concern, was if I get a PlayStation, what if it starts eating in to uh, my pursuits? I have big dreams in the world of comedy. I would like to grow this podcast. I would like to write better material, I would like to release my stuff to the world. I thought, well, if I'm not going to do anything on a Sunday, why not just play a little bit of PlayStation? That'd be fine. Um, I've had the PlayStation for three days now, and I think I'm going to park all of my hopes and dreams for the next six to 12 months instead. I think that might be the better go, because it is so much fun. I've just been having the best time. It Gaming is one of the most phenomenal... Uh, high enjoyment, low value activities that there could possibly be. I would say maybe online gaming where you can hang out with people and whatever might be an exception. Solo gaming offline at home, I mean, what a truly uh, just enormous waste of time. What a massive slap in the face to the miracle of life that we spend it on our couch pretending to be Roman gods. Um, But boy, does it beat everything else that I'm doing in life right now? Possibly. Possibly. So uh, that has been a great time. Uh, I would just just highly recommend. Speaking of ratios, by the way, this is uh, very out of the blue. I just I went to have Vietnamese today in Bondi. Now I know what you're thinking. There are no Vietnamese in Bondi anymore. You know they might have arrived there, but they got out quick. They went to Marrickville. They went to Cabramatta. Um, but I got to say, I went had Vietnamese at a place called Footbar. In, uh, in Bondi, possibly the greatest quality of food relative to absence of Vietnamese people I've ever experienced at a restaurant. I mean, usually you get Vietnamese. You can tell pretty well how good it's going to be by how Vietnamese the staff are. In this place, almost, I mean, like, there were more Brazilians than Vietnamese people in the restaurant, and yet... The fur broth, some some of the best, some of the best I've had recently. It's um, a marvel. I don't understand how they do it. Maybe there's some. Maybe there is a, a couple of ho chi's. Ho chi is that a? That wasn't. By the way, that wasn't a slur for Vietnamese people. I was trying to use a Vietnamese name, but it, it escaped me. Um, Nguyen's? a couple of Nguyen's at the back. I don't know. I'm not. Oh, this sounds bad. No, I I meant I meant like their names. I meant like a couple of Jameses out the back, not a couple of. Oh, and this is, what did I just say about reflecting, Tom? It's not about reflection. What I'm trying to point out is I'm not trying to use a slur. I was tr- I'm trying, I'm trying to humanize. I'm not doing the opposite. Oh, this has gone downhill terribly. 
I don't have to worry about the Claire Nowland stuff anymore. This is way more offensive. Um, oh, okay. Oh, I've got to rescue this thing now, and I've got nothing left. I was going to go through my phone because, as I said, I'm kind of in this exciting point in stand-up. Um, oh, but everyone who came out to the shows last week, huge thank you. Really, really appreciate it. Saturday night in particular, one of the best comedy shows I think I've ever done. Certainly my favourite solo show I've ever done. It was so much fun, and it's recorded. I'm going to be putting it out this year. I'm very, very excited to see what it looks like. Very, very talented uh, videographer of mine, uh, videographer friend of mine filmed the whole thing, and I think it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait for that. Um, but also if you came on Thursday and Sunday, they were okay. They weren't as good, but Saturday was just the best. Thank you so much. But so now I'm in this situation where that's the end of the season. That's kind of the, that's the, that's the final series over. We go into preseason now and we start working for 2024 and we start working towards a new Melbourne Comedy Festival show, a new Sydney Comedy Festival show. I think I'm going to have to go down to Melbourne again. I just realised how valuable that was, getting the chance to do the show 14 times or whatever it was, 12 times before bringing it to Sydney. Adelaide, I'm on the fence. I mean, that, I, did the, I did the financial tally of how much money I spent doing those three festivals. Oh, God. I, I, oh, I could have owned so many PlayStation 5s before now if I just hadn't gone to fucking Adelaide. And it's not even like I had an okay time. I had, some, I had some nice moments for the most part. It was just rough. I mean, a, having a bad time in Adelaide, that is. There's levels to depression, isn't there? Um, anyway, but Melbourne I think I will definitely have to do again next year. Uh, we're still going to lose a lot of money, but I, I can prepare myself for that. <laughs> um, but where was I going with that? Oh, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of starting fresh and that means I need to be writing uh, all new material. I've got to be trying a bunch of stuff on stage. I haven't been on stage since my Sunday show, which means I've gone a whole week. I will have gone eight days without being on stage um, when I go on next, which I've got a show Monday night in Sydney. And I'm going to try, I'm going to really try, guys. I'm going to really try to go on and do new stuff. Which is going to be hard because I have nothing. Usually I would be, I've been, I've been, after I've made that big deal about doing an hour of writing every day, I've been using that time for something else recently. Still creative, but not stand-up related. Um, and uh, so I haven't been writing the way that I usually would be. And all the writing that I was doing up until recently was for that, for the show that I just did in Sydney. So I was going to go through my phone because I have a whole bunch of notes in my phone of things um, they're kind of just like little ideas you have as the day goes on. And I've, I've always thought when I've been adding stuff, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of notes in here. Maybe I've got a bunch of stuff. And I was like, well, maybe I can kind of talk it through on the podcast and some things might come to mind if, if I have little bits of inspiration. Um, guys, it's rough. It is real rough. Here's one. Didgeridoo. There's more than one song? <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. I saw a guy do a didgeridoo performance really, and he goes, this next song, I'm like, next? There's more than one song on the didgeridoo? As far as I could tell, it's the same song with a thousand different remixes, I thought. Um, but that might just be deeply offensive. Um, unisex bathrooms, dash, they are our bathrooms. It's good stuff. Well, that, Okay, so what that is is... It's, it's about how, like, whenever there's a unisex bathroom in, a, in an establishment, I've noticed it is female bathrooms and unisex bathrooms. They're just, they're just ours. Like, we, if you want to come use our bathroom, just ask. It's fine. 
what there is something I don't understand. There is something that does irritate me about that though, where it's like, I'll just use the men's one. They won't, they won't care. Fuck them. Can we go in the female? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. You say you're non-binary, but that's, I'm not going to let her decide whether that, you can go tell him you're non-binary, see how that works out. Call me Lydia Thorpe because I'm about to make this all about me. Is that too dated? Is that, does anyone on this podcast even understand what that's about? Lydia Thorpe, if you don't, look her up, what a fucking pain in the ass she is. I have a line that says abacuses. That's all it says. I remember writing this down. I remember, I remember thinking abacuses are pretty funny just because apparently they're very sophisticated pieces of technology when it comes to arithmetic and I've never understood how to use them. And I'm like, you can, that's, that's funny, right? Just write that down. Just write it down and work it out. Um, this is, oh God. Missed call from mum. Is this bad news or am I about to be rich? That's pretty good. That could be something. What I'm trying to say is I have nothing, guys. I have nothing. I need to I need to start. It's very exciting. It is very exciting to look at a blank page and being like, all right, well, what's this year going to be about? What's this stuff? Because, you know, I remember this time last year, I had nothing. And you'd start building stuff and you'd think you have stuff. And then you'd be like, I hate all of this. This is all bad. I remember trying to write a joke about the army reserves and I was like, what, why am I doing this? I don't care about this. So it's going to be an exciting process. I'll keep you posted as we, as we go. When I, when I find stuff, cause I really, I really, I don't remember actually the last time I really had like nothing, nothing. Cause I think I remember this time last year, there was still some stuff I was doing on stage that wasn't in the show that I was like, okay, well I'll do the show and then when I get to the other side of the show, I'll have this stuff that I've kind of started and that can be the, the, the kind of beginning point. Um, no, I have, I have literally zero. And I, oh, it's very scary that on Monday night I'm going to go, when am I going to... Oh, I feel like I should make a commitment that I'm not going to say anything that I know, that just fucking just nosedive into it, see what happens. Oh, we'll see. Oh, man, that's making me nervous just thinking about it. I'll have to let you know how it goes. I don't... I'm not... I am not particularly uh, optimistic about the whole thing, but nor do I deserve to be. I'm looking through my notes now to see if I have anything else to say. How long have I been doing this for? 31 minutes. That's the deal. That's what I promise you. I promise you 30 minutes. I don't know you any more than that. Here's a couple of things. I'll give you a little bit of bonus. Number one, have you seen these memes? (laughs) Have you seen these memes of like uh, offensive bowling cutscenes? It's like, you remember you go to a bowling bowling alley, uh, especially in the pre-strike days. I think back in the yeah, AMF days. You remember back when bowling was, you'd go to bowling not because they also did karaoke, but because they just did bowling. Um, back in the day, and you would get those like little animations on the scoring screen when you um, when you uh, when you you hit a strike or a spare or whatever. There'd be some kind of animation. There are some ruthless memes going around about those incorporating, like, school shootings and the JFK assassination. It's good stuff. Uh, go check it out. Go have a look. Look up bowling Look up bowling animation memes. I'm sure you'll find something. It is... Uh, it's, it's very good. Um, so there's something. I've just been... Because uh, I, I, I had Instagram on my phone. I, I try to keep Instagram off my phone for the most part. But I had it on my phone for uh, quite a long time because I was promoting the show. And... Um, 
I was really getting into reels. And even I downloaded TikTok for a little bit to upload some videos. And even that, I was getting into TikTok again. Oh, it's so good. Memes are so much funnier than anything I do. It's so disappointing. I watch stand-up comedy maybe four nights a week and I don't laugh anywhere near as much as I laugh watching memes some random teenager made on the internet. It's so good. And it's, it's pure as well, you know? Like, it's... They're just made because people think it would be funny to make a video of a bowling ball committing a school shooting where the children are bowling pins. Someone was like, wouldn't that be great? And then sat down at their computer for 14 hours and made it, put it on Instagram, and then went back to still being a virgin. That's not like me rocking up at a, at a pub so I can force my ideas on people and, and earn their validation for four minutes at a time. Um, what else do I have here? R.I.P. to Claire Nowland. We're assuming due to the tasering. That's good stuff. That's fun. That's a fun angle. Who's to say it was the tasering? Can we really blame the police for this? She was 95 years old. She was on the way out anyway. Maybe the, maybe, maybe the taser brought her back to life. Um, I've been sick for six days. Talked about that. Pierce Morgan being meat into fat influences. Oh, here's one thing. I didn't talk about this. It was, I should meant to bring it up the Pierce Morgan thing. Did you know? We'll end on this. Did you know it is not illegal to discriminate against people for being fat? Did you know that? I read a thing on Instagram the other day about how they were introducing anti-fat discrimination laws in New York, I think. And uh, they were the first of its kind. And in Australia, it is still legal to discriminate against fat people. Isn't that crazy? That you could run a business and someone can come and ask for a job and you can say, no, you're too fat. Sorry, we don't hire fatty bombaddies here, I'm afraid. Don't like it? Tell the police. They can't do anything. Neither can you. All right? So maybe spare yourself the calories. Go, <laughs> I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying you could. Um, now, obviously, we need to do something about this. Obviously, you shouldn't be able... And I, and I do mean this. I know I'm talking in my sarcastic voice. You shouldn't be able... You should, I, I need to sound more... You, should, you shouldn't be able to... to um, you shouldn't be able to discriminate against someone for being fat. 100%. Clip that up. Put that online. Show people I'm not, I'm, I'm not a bad guy. You shouldn't be able to do that. That seems really fucked up that you can do it legally. Le- there is no recourse. If you're a fat person who applied for a home loan and the bank manager just decided that you were a little bit too wide, he can say, nah, sorry. Not this, nah, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say the thing I thought about. Something about, something about travelators on the side of stairs. Anyway, um... And the house they were buying, how they're gonna, you're going to need a loan to install travelators. I, I said I wasn't going to say it as if I was making a moral decision. It's just because it wasn't very good. Obviously, we need to fix this. And I think the only way that we're going to make sure, we're going to force Australia to incorporate anti-fat discrimination laws, um, is we're going to have to start discriminating against fat people a little bit more regularly. Hear me out. If you own a small business, if uh, you're responsible for hiring and or firing people um, in your job, start discriminating against fat people flagrantly and openly, uh, preferably on camera, so that we can stir up a bit of outrage about this because that's the only way we're going to make a difference because I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. But if we start seeing a TikTok trend of people being fired for being obese, will probably enact some real change, I think. Yes, 
there are going to be some overweight people who are lost in the process. But that's the price of that's the price of making strides forward, um, making strides, <laughs> making strides where your thighs chafe together forwards. Um, that's what it's going to take. So, I'll leave you with that. That little bit of of, of upfront, uh, of, of, of upfront, optimistic, powerful, of uh, optimism. I'm, t- I'm s- guys. I pro- I told you I was sick. This is why it isn't coming across all that well. But that's fine. Hey, that's the end of the episode. It felt like a natural conclusion, didn't it? Felt like we're really winding up to that. This is, this has been fun, guys. It's always fun. Thank you for listening. Thanks for jumping up the numbers. I'm, oh man. That little line chart I've been looking at today really made me feel good to see that more people are listening, even if I don't totally understand why. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Um, Check out those bowling memes. Fire a fat person. Have a great time. And uh, I'll see you next time on Show Some Respect. Tom Whitcomb is talking.